Hello, fabulous friends, fans, and superstars. Welcome to your horoscope for the week of June 25th, 2023. I am your astrologer, Nadia Shaw. Thank you for being here. It is a remarkable astrological week. Without a doubt, big moves happening in the sky now. And this week, in many ways, it is a lot about what is happening with Neptune. Now, on Friday, Neptune officially goes retrograde, but it is this lead up last week, this week, as Neptune appears to be standing still in the sky, preparing to change directions, that we have Neptune at the height of its power. There is a phrase that says the sea is unforgiving. And what that means is it truly has a will of its own, a force and a power of its own. And in the same way, when we look at the symbolism of Neptune, certainly associated with water, and whenever we have important Neptunian events, very often we see important cultural moments involving water take place. However, it isn't just the water of the literal seas, of course. This is the waters of emotion, of art, and importantly, of compassion as well. In some way, they come into focus. Well, now as Neptune is standing still in the sky, it is doing so towards the end of the sign of Pisces. And what happens now is really important to watch, not only in and of itself with what is happening for us as a collective in this moment, but it is going to be next year, right around this time in 2024, that we are going to have Neptune just reach the very end of the sign of Pisces, where he's been since 2011, and reaching that very end of the sign of Pisces, and is just going to hang out there for months for this large swath in the middle of the year. And so where it is that it feels like our awareness of Neptune, of compassion, of water, where we've got it right, where we don't, all of that feels heightened now. It is going to go to a much more obvious and I have to say intense place once we navigate into next year. And so as we talk about what's happening now, I want to take a little bit of a step back. And if you think way back, it was just as we were turning at the millennia uh, that we had Neptune not just dipping in and out of the sign of Aquarius. So the turn of the millennia, we're talking well over 20 years ago, we're talking at the end of the 90s. It was then that we also had Neptune moving through the later degrees of Capricorn as well. And we saw this huge shift starting to take place, right? This was a shift from us focusing on the practicalities of work and business and moving instead in a direction of pure thought. This is the power of the internet that really started to come forward. And that includes very early uh, social media sites as well. And so it seemed like there was all this potential with Neptune moving into a brand new part of the sky. And that potential was to move into a realm of pure thought where borders become dissolved. We're able to cultivate community based on ideas. We're able to connect with other people based on being in a virtual reality. And it seemed like such a blessing, 
It seemed like a wish come true. Neptune moved towards the late degrees of Aquarius and stationed there in 2010. In 2011, started dipping into the sign of Pisces. And it was at that time that we saw the ways in which this energy of Neptune can represent compassion, yes, connection, but also delusion as well. It is Aquarius that represents some sense of what you believe about yourself in relation to others. It represents a sense of, again, community and who your people are. The energy of Pisces can dissolve those borders altogether. It's about understanding the oneness of all that is. People, places, things, everything is all a singular one in the sign of Pisces, but we aren't quite there when Neptune was in Aquarius. And this is where we really saw how the online space can be manipulated, illusions, delusions being created. And since 2011, feeling that energy of Neptune in Pisces, well, it's invited us to see ourselves in others. And sometimes, we really haven't, right? The higher end of understanding of Piscean energy is that connection, is not just a reflection, but is a knowing, an immersion, if you will. It's not seeing ourselves in others, it's knowing we are others. But the flip side of that is the way in which belief can have us believing the opposite, can actually make us quite not nice to each other, and that in turn can have us disconnected from the reality of oneness. It has us looking at compassion and healthy compassion, but also people who believe themselves to be compassionate, behaving in ways that are decidedly not compassionate at all, that are very selective actually. And so this idea of what's real, what isn't, but also where that line is, between caring for other people, but only thinking about ourselves or maybe not being honest with ourselves. Some of that can be very heightened at a time like this. But in a very literal way, this is about water. And we've had two really big uh, world events take place that involve water that have, on the one hand, one event has captured the imagination, the other, not so much. And so uh, the event that I know has really gripped people over the course of this last week uh, was, of course, this uh, small submersive that went deep into the water to visit the Titanic. And this was something that I felt very deeply because, you know, if you've watched me for a while, I'm a very adventurous person. I like to think I'm a smart person as well. And I always sort of, you know, weigh the risks with the opportunity there. When they were talking about some of these people who were on board, I felt like so many of those descriptions were like talking about me, like optimistic and wanting to live life fully and wanting to experience everything. And so there's a part of me that can understand. I had an experience not too long ago. I spent an extended amount of time in Brazil, a place near and dear to my heart, possibly for the rest of my life. It was so powerful. And when I was there, just about every day, I went to the sea, the Atlantic Ocean. And I sat there, I observed, I felt myself connected to the water, and it was very powerful. There was a moment when, one of the last days I had a chance to go before I left, 
I was on this beach and the waters were very high. And even in these incredibly high waters, I mean, I just wanted to go just at the very edge of it. And it was enough. It felt so powerful. And when the sea has a lot of movement to it, it actually can feel very warm in comparison to times when it's more still. And so what was fascinating to me was that um, when the sea is calmer, there's lots and lots of people there. It's true. And including a lot of surfers. On this day, with these very high tides, with red flags up everywhere, we had people wanting to surf in this water. And I literally remember seeing in this part, I didn't get on video, but there were literally lifeguards going to these people who were trying to catch a wave. And you could see based on their uh, body language and based on how they were kind of moving themselves that they were saying, what the heck are you doing? Get out of the water. Come on now. Right? You can literally see that this is what they were saying to people. But these people, they were there for the tide and they wanted those high tides. And I saw how much fun people had uh, taking on that adventure. So I can see how even when it seems really silly to even the majority of people, when an adventure calls you, there are some adventures that feel hard to resist. But even in that amount of time, and not even on that day, on a day when the waters were a lot calmer, I had moments when I was uh, really taken aback at how powerful these waves can be. Um, and it was affirmed to me how important it is to be careful with the sea. The sea, it is unforgiving. It has a will of its own. And if you go up against the sea, ultimately, the sea is always going to win. And so we've had another moment just before this event took place with what's called Ocean Gate and their little submersible that they tried to take down into the uh, depths of the sea where even some Marines can't go. Uh, we had a boat that was carrying refugees in the Mediterranean. They were escaping very dire circumstances. And there's been very little attention, very little compassion and care and energy shown to those people. And so now with Neptune station at a late degree of the sign of Pisces, no less, it's home sign where it's most powerful, the sign having to do with the sea, with the God of the seas in that sign. Well, we're seeing all of this stir right now. All of this sense of where's our compassion? What is the limits of our compassion? Where are we telling ourselves that we're compassionate, but we're lying to ourselves? We're being delusional. You can see this dichotomy between compassion and conviction, uh, this sense of the power of the water, but also the water of our own emotion and literal waters as well. All of this rising right now, like a tide within each of us now, but it's external events that are reminding us of where it is that perhaps we are in a space of compassion, including compassion for ourselves, where we're being invited to show that. Whatever's happening right now, I want to say again, we get into 2024 and all of this is going to be revisited. All of what's happening right now is going to reach a new level of concentration, a new level of us having to look at where it is we are powerless against the sea, 
against emotion and that disconnect between oneness and compassion where we tell ourselves we have it, but really we aren't showing it. Another layer of understanding to what's happening now that I think is really powerful to consider is the fact that as we begin this week, Mars is square Uranus. This is energy that is a surprise. It is a shock a minute. It is unexpected. And so if it is that the sun conjunct Uranus is the most surprising day of the year, the most shocking day of the year, Again, that happens just once a year when we have that exact conjunction. I would say Mars square Uranus is, you know, one of those aspects that is a pretty close second because this is energy that can feel jarring. It is Mars right now in the sign of Leo. The sign of Leo is so important right now and will continue to be not only because Mars in Leo is heightening, bringing adrenaline to the energy of self, of confidence, of heart, of knowing our worthiness, but also when I see this energy, to me it says shock quick moments that restore humility. That's what I see with this energy and this whole week. That sense of in an instant realizing that we are, as part of our individual journeys, not the center of the universe. And where it is that we're tapping into an unhealthy ego, where we've convinced ourselves we are the center of the universe, well, in an instant, we may be proven wrong in a way that feels very much like a surprise and for some, like a shock as well. Where it is that um, Neptune is water, Uranus is electricity. And so it'll be interesting to see how it is that we tap into this energy of Mars square Uranus. Some of this can be the unexpectedness of events. Some of it can be realizing just how surprising and uncertain it can feel that the natural world is, but also fate as well. How quickly things can change for us. Now, the best of this energy, though, is that the surprise frees us. It frees us to really understand who we are and what we really want, what it is to be true to ourselves and where we haven't been living it in an instant we know. We realize it and that just isn't going to work for us anymore. If Mars square Uranus is anything, it is energy that is impatient. <laughs> it is energy that uh, just is not going to continue on a particular path that it doesn't want to. And once you know the truth of what it is you are really wanting, but also who it is you really are, anything that isn't congruent with that, it's like ripping off a Band-Aid. In an instant, we get rid of it. It is gone. And so people may behave in ways that feel unexpected. And with Neptune station, yeah, there may be an element of disappointment there as well. But in that, we get to cultivate genuine compassion, whether it's for ourselves or for others, but also faith as well. Faith in our future, faith in ourselves. That is an incredibly empowered state to be in. So when it is that it feels as if we're seeing some truth, that we wish wasn't so obvious because we'd invested so much in something else. Wow, it can shake us, but end up being incredibly valuable 
for us as well as part of actually creating a life more true to ourselves and more real in the ways that matter to us. The sign of Leo is important also because of Venus, of course, uh, spending an unusually long time in the sign of Leo. And it is Venus who on Tuesday will trine Chiron. This is an important moment as part of the larger Venus retrograde season. Venus will be retrograde July 23rd. We are in the shadow period now. And a key characteristic in the midst of a lot of energy that is a downright doozy that we are going to be feeling as we move further into July uh, that characterizes this retrograde season, this is kind of the bright spot. This trying to Chiron means that we're healing something very profound and meaningful within us. We're learning to love ourselves from a place of that very humility that if we need it, we may be restored to in ways that are rather dramatic now. It is Venus trine Chiron that is a burst of healing and understanding. It helps us to heal our hearts, heal our past, understanding what has been, but also what it is now that it is to be in a space of healthy self-value. How does that change our decisions in the context of love? How do we make different choices from that place? Well, that's going to be part of the energy and focus of this time of a week like this. And this is where you want to hold on to those heart-oriented lessons that may pop up in ways that are very unexpected, that feel that they come out of nowhere. Because it is going to be these moments and these lessons that ultimately are going to carry us through the more challenging aspects ahead as part of the larger Venus retrograde season. Mercury and the Sun are active this week as well. At the very beginning of the week, uh, Mercury will connect uh, in a conversation of tension with Neptune. And this kind of builds on recent energy we've had um, where it can feel uncertain, disillusioning, confusing. And I think in some ways it's going to be connected to the events of a week earlier as we start this week. Think about last week as we started that week. We had the Sun square Neptune. Now it's Mercury square Neptune having us look at that disappointment, but also make sense of it as well. The following day, Mercury changes signs, moving into the sign of Cancer. And this is where, as we move towards the end of the week, that Mercury starts hitting a sweet spot, if you will. Both Mercury and the Sun will speak in harmony with Saturn and speak in harmony with Jupiter as well as they connect and travel together in the sky. This is energy we end the week with. How beautiful and encouraging is this? And as I look at so much emotion this week, uh, such a sense of wishing we were more emotionally grounded or maybe having insights into our passions, into our desires that feel uh, like they've taken us by surprise, feel hard to meet or honor. In the midst of it all, we're making sense of this energy. We're understanding what care means to us individually and collectively as well. The sense of healthy self-care is a part of Cancerian energy. So much of Cancerian energy is focused on care for others, which can be very rewarding. But there are healthy ways to do that and unhealthy ways to do that. When we turn that energy around just a little bit and understand that self-care is care for other people as well, that's really when we're not only more effective in the lives of others, but 
we find this deep emotional satisfaction and happiness as well. And I think that's part of the lesson for us now with Mercury and the Sun both in the sign of Cancer together, speaking in supreme harmony with Saturn, bringing about stability and rootedness, speaking in harmony with Jupiter, bringing about a sense of optimism and possibility. All of these energies together do suggest that we're understanding healthy forms of care for others and ourselves. And as a result, we're unleashing positive, stabilizing energy in our lives at this time. What I love about this week for us, there's so much here. It's a valuable and meaningful astrological moment. Wow, is this a massively important celestial time? And we're seeing it, right? We're seeing it collectively with Neptune's station in the later degrees of Pisces. I gotta say, start getting used to some of this energy. We've got the big planets starting to move towards those later degrees, those anoretic degrees this year, next year the year after as well. We are in that time of massive transition that I've been telling you about. And this is one of those moments that shows us what that's about. It's one thing to have a concept of yourself as compassionate, as a light worker, as all these wonderful things. And you can call yourself anything you want. It's a, one of the great things about being a free human being. You get to define yourself for yourself on your own terms. However, what are your actions showing? Where does a disconnect exist there or not? Moments like this help us to get honest with ourselves about where that disconnect is, but that is so that we can live with a greater sense of congruency, how we see ourselves, but also how we behave. That is the very definition of integrity. That is the promise of this time. But where it is we aren't living with that integrity, well, we'll become aware of it. Even if it isn't necessarily comfortable, it is valuable because it helps us to get honest and then puts us on the right track. With integrity comes meaningful peace on a level of soul, on a level of heart. And that peace is truly priceless. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I love reading you guys. And to prove it to you, here are some of my most recent favorite comments. Thank you to everybody who likes, who comments, who subscribes, who shares, who thumbs up. All of it means so much. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. And of course, if you want to know how all this wonderful stuff this week speaks to you and your sign, log on to NadiaShawSuperstars.com where you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week for each and every sign for as low as just $3 a month with choose your membership rate. Higher tiers get you things like all access passes to Synchronicity University events, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the superstar space at NadiaShawSuperstars.com. Links are in the description below. YouTube for Astrologers, also called Spiritual Entrepreneurship at Kepler College, the world-renowned Kepler College. I'm thrilled to be back. Now, classes start in about a week and a half as this week begins. Uh, space is very limited. We are over 50% sold out at this point, and this class always sells out. It always does. Thank you. Thank you for your trust and your love. Uh, a big part of this course is the mentorship aspect. And so there's lots of time to have interaction. It's taught 
as a meeting, as a class, not as a webinar. So we're interacting with each other. We create a safe space together and you get lots of feedback from me. And also there is a student portal uh, where students and myself get to interact with each other. If you want interaction every single day, you can get it. You can post every day and get it. <laughs> uh, whatever part of your spiritual journey and your spiritual entrepreneurship journey that I play, I am just so grateful for that. Uh, and you learn all kinds of things. I mean, this is really an all-encompassing kind of course. We look at a little bit of astrology in the first class, but that's really the only part that fits in with the astrological piece of it. Uh, looking at the best launch date, for example, we look at how to take care of yourself, how not to give away your power. We look at equipment. We look at the financial part of it, the practical things I do. We look at behind the curtain, right behind the scenes, you get to see exactly, you know, what's going on with my social media presence, my YouTube channel, how I make those videos, everything from concept to finish, uh, the intention that I bring, the inner work that I do as part of the practical steps as well. So I hope that you find this class really balanced. Uh, I know that students have found this so helpful in all kinds of ways to boost your confidence, to stand in your truth to know that you deserve to share your truth, to see people come into their own power in that way. It's just such a powerful, such a beautiful thing, such a meaningful thing to me. Uh, and I'm so grateful for your trust. So it's going to be in about a week and a half. Yes, a week and a half left uh, in order to sign up. We're already over the 50% mark and this class will sell out. So if this feels like it calls to you, we would love to welcome you into the class at Kepler College. The world-renowned Kepler College is the only business class I teach once a year with them. Link is in the description below. And we have a giveaway happening right now, only to the end of the month. You've got less than a week left to join the giveaway. We're giving away all kinds of things, uh, books from me, class passes, past class passes, current past classes, and superstar memberships, and all kinds of things. So if you'd like to join the giveaway, check out my website, NadiaShaw.com. Again, the giveaway lasts until the end of this week, and then that's it. And then the winners are going to be chosen. So good luck uh, to everybody out there. I hope that you'll join the giveaway and enjoy those prizes. Synchronicity University has some incredible classes starting this July, and you've got less than a week left to choose your tuition rate, as low as just $5 a class, an unheard of rate to learn from this caliber of astrologer nowhere else. Are you going to pay these low prices to learn from these incredible masters of astrology? I'll tell you, but it is part of one thing I'm so proud of with Synchronicity University, making quality astrology available to the masses and truly accessible to the masses as well. I'm going to start with the one and only Christopher Renstrom, world-renowned astrologer, big dog astrologer. He has taught astrology all over the world, has several best-selling books, and now he's coming to Synchronicity University with a five-part course called How I Read a Chart. And he's going to show you his favorite techniques, how he approaches a chart. And one thing I can promise you is, if you take this course, you will be a better astrologer as a result. You will look at your chart differently 
as a result with greater depth and understand yourself more. I have sat in on talks that Christopher has done at different events around the world. And as a result of attending one of his talks, I left feeling like a better astrologer. So I know a five-week course, you will definitely feel this. And you've got just a few days left to choose your tuition rate with the one and only Christopher Renstrom at SynchronicityUniversity.com. Join us. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University presents the one and only Taylor Schuler. I love Taylor. She is an incredible teacher. She is so ready and she is all about the embodiment of incredible astrology. Uh, at this point in her career, she's already an award-winning astrologer at that. And she is going to be teaching on life purpose, life purpose in the astrology chart. This is incredible. And she's going to help you to find it over the course of five weeks, a five-part course. For as low as just $5 a class would choose your tuition rate. And that ends at the end of this week. So join us. Classes are going to start next week with the one and only Taylor Schuler. You've seen her on my channel. You've seen her at Synchronicity University before. You know she is an incredible teacher. She'll help you to understand life purpose in the astrology chart with greater depth and greater appreciation as well. You can learn a lot more and sign up at synchronicityuniversity.com. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University has an incredible July 2023 speaker series starting next week. Now, you've got less than a week left to choose your tuition rate. As always, just $5 a class. Let me introduce you to some of these incredible astrologers. Our big dog astrologer is Christine Skinner, world-renowned expert in financial astrology, author of several books. I'm thrilled to have her back, and she's going to be teaching on astro money management. And so this is going to be a class that really helps you to tap into the power of prosperity in your astrology chart. And I know it's going to be a very popular class. Another world-renowned and respected astrologer, Becca Tarnas, is joining us. And she is going to help you to understand transits and how to look up your transits in an ephemeris. Like this is old school, what astrologers did before we had computers, before we had uh, apps in our phones that allowed us to just look up transits and charts right on the go. Like I've done a lot of times, that's for sure. Um, she's going to help you to tap into this very old school way that astrologers used to do it, really helping you to understand the roots of our practice, but helping you to cultivate a meaningful practice of tapping into transits to your chart as well. We will have Pamela Quinn. Pamela Quinn will be teaching on Saturn and how to tap into Saturnian energy consciously to use it for your and to your advantage. We are going to have Janae Jones. Now, Janae Jones is going to be teaching on the Yod aspect. The Yod is a very special larger configuration that involves two quincunxes and two planets that are sextile connected to those quincunxes pointing at another planet. That's what it is. So if you know what that is, you know how special it is to learn about this because not a whole lot is out there about this aspect. But if you don't have this and are not familiar with, you might just be surprised at this aspect. That's also called the finger of God aspect, a very special technique that you can apply right away. And Celeste Brooks is going to give us the power of forecasting. 
using eclipses. And so tap into the power and understanding of how eclipses can help you to understand what could be coming up ahead for you to work with it and to align with it as well. So you see here, we've got five powerhouse women. It just so happens that we ended up with five women as part of this speaker series of July, 2023. And you've got just a few days left to choose your tuition rate. So it's just $5 a class. Links are in the description below. And thank you. Thank you so much for this moment with you. Thank you for your trust. I'm so grateful for it. And yes, I'm looking forward to all these incredible classes that are starting next week, not only, of course, at Synchronicity University, but also at Kepler College as well with my class. It's always such a rewarding journey. So again, if you want to learn more, all those links are below. And of course, the giveaway that I mentioned, those links are below as well. Thank you again for watching. It'll be a great week. Enjoy.